0: Hello, hi everybody. It's Rob Case and
1: Jake Landry, in for
0: Trevor and it's football in general. Jake, what's going on, man? How are you? We well, haven't had you on ever. We it's such a pleasure, man. I'm so dude, excited. I'm, for this. I'm
1: honored. <laughs> I'm honored to uh, to be here. Uh, super excited. I'm I'm moving tomorrow, so you. you called me i had to climb over you know uh, our pile of stuff that we're moving tomorrow but i got i got the recording stuff out i'm ready to go
0: man i'm excited thanks for having me oh, on man. yeah no we're, we're we're excited to get a new voice on for at least an episode and uh possibly some segments in the future yeah we'll we'll kind of a little foreshadowing and uh jake you it just like drew blood so you you took the i mean mo lewis knocked out trevor new mexico mo lewis and here you are, Tom Brady. Stuff in. I was going to say, you, said like, you know, big, big when said like Drew
1: Bledsoe, I got a little nervous, but yeah, coming in like Brady. Here we go. Let's go.
0: I'm ready. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right, buddy. And you know, i hitting the 1-2 from the 1-1. <laughs> one one. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, yeah. man. So let's jump right into it. Let me ask you this, sir, what did you think of the the, the rookie quarterbacks? In, week one and slash week one and a half of preseason so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I thought we saw some really great stuff. I mean, it was a little bit of a mix, right? Not everyone necessarily Mm -hmm. showed amazingly. We'll talk about that, but, uh, no, there was some good stuff to sink your teeth into. I mean, we've been waiting for this to get going and, uh, you know, obviously it's preseason. The defenses aren't necessarily even the first team necessarily, but, um, it was great. A lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 A lot of, uh, uh, proverbial car washers out there, <laughs> you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> some accountants, Actually, some lawyers, uh, you know. <laughs> Sports
1: radio today. I heard someone say uh, that guy's going to be bagging at Market Basket, which was my first job, bagging at mm. Market Basket. Mm. So that one, that one took me back today.
0: <laughs> bagging at the domulas kid. Thanks, you know dude, where you <laughs> I heard that for a while. Exactly. Thank you. The dumoulas. right? So all you people out there from New England are listening. All two of you. Uh, you'll get that yeah, joke. That the rest right? of you, you'll have no idea what the rule is. Oh. It's a, it's a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Anywho, um, so let's we'll start off with uh, l- well, l- l- the most pedestrian effort. Um, Zach Wilson, the second overall pick for the New York Jets. Uh, you know, only threw one pass farther than ten yards, and uh, had a, a money throw and uh, man coverage uh, on on thirty nine later in the in the game. Um, what do you think we can? Well, what, what do you, I mean, can we take anything away from a, a one game in the preseason for Zach Wilson? Or is this, you know, what what, what is, what's here for us to, to interpret? Well,
1: I think that's the question, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you look at this sort of situation where you have defenses that, you know, there might be some people on the Giants really feeling like, hey, I want to come out here. I want to make the team. But also, I don't think the Giants necessarily are looking to have a great season. So... I think, you know, when it comes Mm. down, I I know this is where you and I, Rob, are going to have – this is the tension. It's going to be good. I'm I'm an (laughs) emotions-feeling guy, and you're like a real scheme X's and O's guy. So, like, a lot of the time when I interpret games, even though this isn't my my primary sport, I do it the same with with the sport that I love. Like, I think about where people's heads are at and things like that. And so when I look at Zach Wilson and I see that, you know, field goal on the first drive – you know, fourth downs, punt, punt, punt. Then a touchdown. Is that? Am I supposed to be really excited about that? You know, when you're coming out and you're not getting it done, you know, right right away? Because by that time you're getting into the mm. second quarter. Are we are we seeing the best defenders that we're going to see out there? I don't know. You, you told me, Rob. Like, you know, I'd
0: like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's been excited about the New York Jets since like 1969. Well, <laughs> so right. like. You know, for, right, so for me to ask you to, oh, man, you just you, you check this Zach Wilson kid out, man, for the Jets who haven't won anything in years, well, that's asking for a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like honestly, you know. Um, but I think in, in terms of, you know, you're saying where his head's at, I think for him it was just about making, like, quick throws, you know, and following, a, 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 I assume, a simplified game plan. Um, you know, they this week was really heavy across the league in terms of, uh, with, was uh, scrimmages right the 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 you know the Philly the Phillies Jesus long sport the Eagles went to uh or the uh, Patriots went to Philadelphia Kansas, and had the yeah. uh, joint practices there yeah, you go yeah. right so if anything there's probably gonna be more to interpret this week I just think like you know it's kind of one of those things where um, first impressions are really important in the NFL you know and and certainly like it's a what have you done for me lately league but like people are so quick to judge and obviously Monday morning quarterback pun intended is so prevalent when it comes to breaking down film and everything else. I just, yeah. I mean, I liked what he did in terms of getting the ball quickly and cleanly. I just like to see him throw down the field more often. Yeah. I mean, that,
1: that, Um, that, that's the thing that I think is, is going to be interesting with, with the jets, right. Is that, you know, they have the new coach in and I absolutely hear what you're saying about the jets and how no one's been excited and they've never really looked to be worth much, but I feel like every year, it, here we go again, you know. Like, could this be the year? Mm-hmm. And I think Zach Wilson throwing the ball downfield and really feeling like he can express himself is a key for this team this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even, even if that may lead to you know mistakes and things that you learn. I mean, if you look at um, you look at the Bills quarterback, right? I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. My, my Josh staple, Allen If yeah, you yeah. look at Josh Allen, right? And he's kind of hung sure. out to dry yeah. his first two years, right? Put into a yeah. bad situation, kind of, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. And now he's mm. really coming to his own way. So you kind of, I, I think, I imagine Jets fans, not that I am one, are hoping for Zach Wilson to be able to express himself like that out on the field.
0: Yeah, there you go. And you're turning into a grizzly right in front of God our I ears. Do I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, Jake, I, I really you know, want for on that. You're one. grizzly enough. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't agree more. Everything you said is right, it's spot on. Um, I think one guy that we all were curious about how he was gonna perform considering he hasn't played in two years. Trey Lance. Um God, I had the 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 uh, what was it the commentator or the announcer for that game who was ever announcing for like the local San Francisco 49ers network? He really stole the show with his call uh, so much as I do, but not as much you know that guy oh, was like, over mean, the top. Yeah. Uh, everybody's humble <laughs> here, right. Uh, <laughs> how did you, did you, I mean, what did you think of Trey Lance? Like his bomb, to Trent Sherfield. So you know? I
1: didn't get to watch this game live, but mm. I mean, it was hard not to be absolutely blown away, you know, given that he's a rookie and coming to try and make him make, make a name for himself with that pass. I mean, just falling away, you know, the arm strength, the potential, I mean, that athleticism is going to be a really great thing. And honestly, um, not to not to already bring it to the Patriots, but it's one of those things that makes me think maybe Jimmy could be making his way to the Patriots. I mean, maybe San Francisco is going to wise up yeah. and and put Lance in. Like, I don't know why not. You know what I mean? Like, I, they, and this is again like me getting into the bigger things with football, but like, I just feel like if you if you aren't going to go for a Super Bowl, I, obviously not every team can go for Super. You know, I, but San Francisco, you just like. Because they lost to the Chiefs the way they did, and it just feels like it, you know what it feels like, Ron? And again, this I'm really mm-hmm. getting away from, from, from the, the X's and O's, but it feels like a bad relationship where like something went wrong and you broke up but then you got back together. Like with Jimmy G as right. like a quarterback. And I for me again, like when you see Lance come out and play like that, I mean, that game's tomorrow, right? That that is a must watch. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance uh, against the the Chargers mm-hmm. tomorrow. I almost just said the Clippers, dude. We're all over the L.A. Uh, confusion. <laughs> what,
0: but what game? What game? What, what sport are we covering? But I'm telling
1: you, that's yeah. Sunday night. Actually, that's a Sunday night 7:30 game. I got school the next day, my yep. first day of school. I'll be tuning in because yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trey Lance can come out and really make a statement. Um, that would be an exciting thing, man. I would love to see him start the season with San mm-hmm. Francisco.
0: Yeah, I mean, what is the chances that happens? You know, like is I mean, I you, it sounds like you might know something, Jake. You, <laughs> mean, you, you had you had a little take uh, there. I don't know. Where you've been hiding somewhere in the Patriots locker room, or you got Belichick on. You got his, one of his kids in your in your class, or grandson, or something. What, I, what's going on, man? Well, Tell me. Well,
1: I mean, I, obviously, I, you know, this is a pretty New England uh, sports radio informed take, but the money on Jimmy Garoppolo is just so high that for me. You know, I, it, and again, just across sports, it seems like a lot of owners um, and GMs and you know teams are just sort of tightening up the belt because of the COVID year. So you think about just how much Jimmy G is being paid and then you see Trey Lance coming out being, you know, I mean, maybe not as polished, right? Because he doesn't have the, the pedigree in terms of the NFL. But like you said, he hasn't played for two years and he comes out and he's just makes plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, that... Again, it just, like it, it. Why not start him? And then, if you're going to keep Jimmy G, fine. Keep Jimmy G on your bench. That just doesn't make any sense to me. That's just a terrible business decision. So, you know, I, yep. I don't know. So it's not informed, Rob. But it's you know what it's informed by. Again, bringing it back to Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey Lance's is play light. and again, the fact that when we go back to the draft, Rob, I don't. Did we think that San Francisco was going to mm-hmm. take Trey Lance? Did you have that marked down on your your agenda? Is
0: that what you saw out there? No, I, I mean, I thought it was possible. You know, that's a great question. And honestly, um, I I think in terms of what the offense suits him in San Francisco and that West Coast style, you run everybody, everybody's in motion, screens all over the place, you need to roll out, you need to do the play-action fakes, you, you got to be really athletic. Like, I. I don't see... Jimmy Garoppolo being a good fit in that offense. And I think if you go back to one of our early episodes here, back in the archives, <laughs> and I make it sound like there's, like, spiderwebs and everything, yeah, right, cobwebs, exactly. all of these things, you know, you're digging them out here, right out of the ground. Um, you know, I, I don't... I I, I didn't, didn't anticipate that happening. I thought Mac Jones was a good fit because he was so accurate and he got the ball out so quickly that that was kind of, like, a good fit for him, regardless of the athleticism and everything else you need that offense. But, like, I mean, dude, Trey Lance, like... I just like so athletic, like he could be something amazing. And, and with a guy like Kyle Shanahan working with him and the amount of coordinators that come in in and out of that system, he's going to have so much exposure to so much good offensive talent. And just, they're going to be drafting, you know, guys who are just speed freaks. You know, I, I I think we saw it early with that, that big throw he made and the talent, his arm talent, he has, Um, I, you know, I don't see the need for Jimmy Garoppolo. What is he going to learn from him? I mean, yeah. you know, if you if you're Jimmy, let me ask you, if you were Jimmy Garoppolo, you're sitting behind this the third overall pick, uh, the team dra- traded up to get like several first round picks. Like, <laughs> this isn't your job. It's not going to be your job for very long, you know. Uh, and he's clearly better than you. It's just he needs to take time to get the the the, the cobwebs off the the spokes, if you will. Like, there's another cobweb thing. Uh, I, I'm hey, stuck on spiders uh, right wait, now. I'm Sorry. Going. Let's go. <laughs> all he needs is reps. Well, well, you know, that's all he and needs. And
1: here's the other thing, Patrick Mahomes, and, and in some ways, you could also say, you know, Deshaun Watson, and you could say, well, maybe not not anymore, but you would you'd say that the yeah. the for me, what a quarterback means to a team is, you know, we we know how it is in sports, right? Like the way these icons get made. And so I totally, 100%, hear you. But again, from a business and optics view, you want the next Patrick Mahomes. Like every team wants that right now. And Trey Lance gives it just is much more likely to be that. I mean, obviously, Jimmy's never going to be that guy. But like for (laughs) me, I I just think the incentive goes beyond the football field with a player like Trey Lance. Like he's Mm -hmm. someone who could be Mm -hmm. a household name potentially. I mean, it just rolls off the tongue, really, to be honest about it. And so for me. It, it, it's it's everything that you're saying. And I think, again, yeah. I think there's a certain savvy to, if you can iconify this guy and he comes out, and you, if you aren't going for a Super Bowl, right, but you get a season of, again, an extremely productive new name who is exciting and you get the jersey sales and this and that, that's a great successful year for San Francisco. And, and, and again, in a situation where, how can we not look at San Francisco and then look at themselves and say, oh, you're a disappointing team. Last, like, you know, go all the way back to Kaepernick. San Francisco, they're this team that you like, you're like, dude, it's never going to yeah, happen get it all. for you. Like, it's never going to, like, you get so close and it's just never going to happen. Hmm. So I think this could be an important thing for their brand as well.
0: Love, the, love to take, man, and I can't agree more. I mean, like you said, everybody loves arm talent in this league, and you want to see him on like Sports Center highlights. You want to go on YouTube; he's got millions of views, you know, because oh, yeah. he makes this behind the back, over the shoulder, amazing throw. And you know, he's oh, he's also humble, and he's a great, you know, he's a he's a great guy for the team. I mean, he's the face of the franchise, and yeah, you know, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, very handsome guy right? Gets any girl he wants. Awesome? Guess what? His, his, his name doesn't roll it off doesn't, the tongue like Trey Lance. Almost, uh, if it rolls, it's <laughs> like know? the way you
1: would roll down the stairs, you know, that sort of roll. Yeah, ex-
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you hit every bump on the way down you end up with bruises exactly. and despair. Yeah. So, do okay. Swear on this Real quick. quick. And we do not. No, we no, do not. Sir. Good to not. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it is a family podcast, my friend. Over so
1: <laughs>
0: over <tea> pedal, <laughs> you, you, okay, thank you. Uh, I have said "ass" a few oh, times, well, so you know there it there is it again. Is. Okay. So if you need the if you need the drop, it go right I ahead. So that. Uh, Tre- okay, uh, Trevor Lawrence the number one overall pick. We don't know how we missed out on him at first, but anyway, really struggled. And this is a guy I've been saying the whole time on the podcast. So I felt like this was going to take him some time to kind of settle into his role in there, and maybe the you know they got enough they got enough weapons there with Marvin Jones and DJ Chark, Travis Etienne. Um, offensive line is going to be bad. They're going to be bad. And he's not been used to getting that sort of pressure. Um, are we a little concerned about Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he looked a little bit like Blaine Gabbard out there, to the throw back to anybody who knows who that
1: is. Yeah, no, so. it's a good question. I mean, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, you know, Cleveland comes out, receives the ball, nine plays, 56 yards, kicks a field goal, and then – you know Jacksonville gets the ball first play shotgun and he sacks, fumbles. Luckily Jacksonville recovered, but I look at it and I say like, okay, first play out there. You know, so uh, th- this is one for me. It, this is the thing again. It's like preseason where it wasn't pretty, wasn't great, but at the same time, it's it's hard for me to to be too down on Lawrence yet let me qualify that with a yet mm-hmm. okay because I, I just feel like again when when you see I don't know again this is this is my big thing when you see a fumble on like the first play and then the headline says mm-hmm. fumble it's almost a little misleading because it's like okay fumble on the first play you know so they're playing New Orleans yeah what I mean let me ask you this what would it take to sway you against New Orleans like what do you want to see? Right. Like does what when does Gardner Minshew come in anyway? Right. How many how many uh, drives did Trevor Lawrence even get two or
0: three? Yeah, I mean, not. Yeah. And obviously, like we said, in the preseason, they're just <laughs> they're going against second and maybe for uh, arguably first team defenses at first. Right. But, yeah, Gardner Minshew. I mean, you, yeah, you're not going to see enough of them to truly put an accurate sort of uh, uh idea of who he is you know um and at the end of the day like you're playing new orleans sean Payne, rookie quarterback i don't care what kind of season it is hell it could be you know spring football as far as i'm concerned you know you got a veteran quarterback and a rookie uh, excuse me, a veteran coach and a rookie quarterback. That's uh, uh, that's like me going down to the uh, to the old buffet here and uh, <laughs> you know dig digging into the chicken well, wings I'm, for I'm a bit. Saying, you know, it, it's it's so that, that's you know my point. E- he's gonna be eating. Well, and this is my thing. Yeah.
1: So you know, you play Cleveland, who we're gonna talk about defenses later, and like I think we're gonna talk right. about their defense pretty favorably, and then you know, yep. and he starts the game against them, and then you're playing New Orleans, and so we could look at two games for Lawrence and. and Right, like look at it and be like, oh, well, bup, 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 bup. But you know, it's it's, sure. it's sort of like, you know, it, it would be, I think, uh, not fair to look at. We're going to talk about Matt Jones. Or we're going to talk about Cam. and we're going to talk about these other, you know, things quarterbacks <laughs> that have looked good. And if we're gonna te- if we're gonna temper the way we look at them positively, we have to do that the same negatively. And I think that's what we need to do. For oh, the
0: yep. Yeah, but, you know, Jake, we never overreact to anything well, on this I podcast. Mean, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen. That just yeah. never happens. So, they got, they got, they got I know. It's it just. Week
1: three, but is he even going to play in week three? Who's that? Lawrence against. Uh, oh, Green. for
0: sure. He's going to start the season, bro. He's, no, I'm talking yeah. about the
1: last preseason game, yeah.
0: though.
1: Do you think they'll play him? Oh, uh,
0: you know, I, I'm not sure. And that's actually like a, a good conversation we can have after we okay, talk sorry, about the next two guys. So yeah, yeah, no, you're good because I think there's a lot of interesting things going on in terms of how how NFL teams are going to handle this week three, you know, and and so there's a little little conversation there. So we'll get to that. You know, I'm glad that you brought it up. So um, J- Justin Fields, man, a guy who looked like he belonged. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks, he wasn't just efficient; he was extremely good. And threw two touchdowns. Uh, had a rushing touchdown, if I believe so. Had a couple ones called back. I don't think any. I, I didn't think this guy was was fair that he he dropped as far as he did, and honestly, that New England trade up pick him kind of uh, yeah. made me a little upset. But you know, this is this is not not is not a room for therapy.
1: Right,
0: I was, <laughs> This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is we're here to talk about football, right? This say, is not obviously about me. That was covered um, in New England this week. Yep, here in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, um, yeah, just to, I mean, he just looked very comfortable and and and, and like a baller. Honestly, sort of, sort of like a, an absolute, like a point guard, you know? Um, what what, did, what was your, what, what's your take on Justin Fields? And like, obviously one weekend, we're going to talk more about him throughout the season for sure. But like, is there any, you know, what, what do we, what did we see here for him? Is he a week one starter, a Dandy Dalton or no, QB one? No, it's a
1: great question. And I mean, again, you're, you're looking at a situation where, you know, you have, and again, just for the brand, I think the the Bears is another one where I look at them and I'm like, are you a team that I'm going to have respect for or not? Because I don't really know how to feel about Nagy because when he first came out, I was like, oh, like this guy looks great. Right. And then mm-hmm. it's just sort of Trubisky was obviously a big mistake. And, and now you look at Andy Dalton and, and like, you know, obviously we should talk about the comments that he came out and made, which actually when I heard them, I I, I didn't mm. think they were that bad, to be honest. Like I thought... Mm. I thought he just sounded like someone who was confident and is you know, whatever, like but but the yeah. problem is well maybe not problem, but possibly very good thing for the Bears is that it really might not be Andy Dalton's time right now. Like, Fields looks legit. Like we could go through and break it down, but just you know, it's the eye test. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, Jared Caravis doesn't want us yeah. to do the eye test in baseball, but we got to do it somewhere. And, like, Justin Fields, yeah. like,
0: he, dude, it was. The optics look great. Yeah. 2020. It looked
1: good. And, like, <laughs> I, you know, you just look at the game, and it's like Dandy Dalton, three plays, six yards punt. Three plays, eight yards punt. And then, you know, that's when Fields came in, and, you know, he, he, he did, in all fairness, three plays punt out twice also. But, like, you know, again, it. Andy Dalton is, is a road to is a bridge to nowhere, as the, the, the boomers say. It's a bridge to nowhere. So no, Fields looks the part and I just don't think I don't know, for me again, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, if you have a quarterback who's looking this good, Fine. don't mm-hmm. don't waste it. Like again, we're gonna talk about him later. Yeah. Mac Jones does not look... We're just talking about well,
0: now. Well... Go, go ahead. Ready, but he's not... Yeah.
1: Like, you look at Fields, yeah. you look at Jones. And Fields looks more physically ready than Jones does. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. is like, yeah, Jones looks great and we're going to talk about it. But I actually am feeling as crazy as it is for me to say. I'm feeling cam right now, you know, because of, hmm. you know, f- just... Jones needs a year of conditioning. He needs to get bigger. But I look at Fields yep. and I look at
0: Lance and I'm like, oh, no, no. They, those 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 guys are ready to play. Those guys are ready to play right now. Yeah. You know, and Mac Jones, arguably, even with his, his Doughboy body or, you know, his mac and cheese, whatever he's made out of, you know. Uh, <laughs> Mr. McCorkle, he, you know, he, um, man, just very efficient. And I think people really underrated his arm he had. Um, I mean, absolute dimes on the left left sideline, both preseason games, both drops, unfortunately, Uh but doesn't take, doesn't take away from it. They were just placed so perfectly. And if you look at his pro football focus rating, I think it was 83 in the first game, right right around the low 80s in the second game. It was good. It was higher than that. Um, well, you know, and so that those are those are football nerds that sit down and break every single minute, second of any sort of movement he's making, and rate him like that. And he was graded the best rookie quarterback out of any of the any of the performances we've seen in the last two weeks. So, like, honestly, um, you know, I yeah, I get I get it. Why you're feeling Cam? I think he does a lot more things in terms of what that offense needs to be. Uh, it's going to be more efficient with him, but at the end of the day, he's he, he's just not ready physically. And if he takes a bunch of hits. And we saw him, <laughs> we saw him uh, do the old quarterback slide last night. And uh, you know, I don't know about the knee brace, but uh, you know, it's apparently it's just for precaution. But I, I'm taking some precautions with my knee too. And I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't say it's just just for precautions. You know, it's because I don't have a bad knee. I swear. Wow. But no, it, it, it would. It, it looked, he looked a little, little doughy, you know, on, on some of those things. So, I, and once he gets his body together, you'll see like, he's not like Tom Brady, but I'm not making this um, comparison for anything. But if you look at Tom Brady's rookie year's second year, I mean, the guy was in the weight room a bunch. He worked out, he got his body in good shape. He was able to make more throws, even though he was able to step into things, you know, and he, and by the way, he had all the intangibles, you know? So like, that's, that's something like to keep in mind when it comes to creating Mac Jones in terms of whether he's not going to play this season see how when his body is ready enough to do it. It's not necessarily when he's ready. It's just everything else has to come into play, well, too. Well, I you mean, know? if
1: I can, like, tangent on this, like, my feeling just from what I've yeah. heard is that when you look at, you know, a situation like Mac Jones and you say, okay, you know, hmm. this guy could come in, you know, if we were going to pick a one-off game, I absolutely think he would be the starter. But, like throughout a season, he will not last for a season. It's almost guaranteed right now, mm. especially when – I mean, you just think mm. about some of the hits that are going to happen. That just are, they just happen. And especially being yep. a young quarterback, you know, he's going to leave himself susceptible, things like this. And you think about Jimmy's shoulder, and you think about that Miami game, right? And you think about, you know, is Belichick sitting there thinking, uh, it's tempting, but I've already had my next guy. Get injured, and let's be honest. Like, obviously, Jimmy took time, so he's he's just made a glass. But like, I I really think that the Patriots are set up to have a really great. And that, now we're talking Patriots. My bad, Patriots Radio here. But like, have Cam <laughs> get yeah, you <laughs> going, and then when the game, I don't want. I'm not the dar here. I'm not saying when the games really matter, but I think you're gonna. Nobody knows who that is. It. Fair enough. Wait. <laughs> You know, I think like you're gonna have a decent enough record where when you get to week eleven, week twelve, then you're gonna have an option to play Mac to relieve a Cam who probably will not be able to hold you up during the season. So for me, I look at you know, again like a Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and I say, honestly. Those guys are ready. They're ready to carry you through a season. And I look at Mac Jones and I say, that guy's ready to come in at the end of the season. And I know that that's something that is is not necessarily um, common. But, like, again, first of all, I don't have – I don't know why every – well, I do know why. But I'm being, like, ridiculous a little bit. But, like, the fact that people are tentative about comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady is kind of annoying to me. Because the way he plays is like he's trying to emulate Tom Brady, so I don't think it's unfair to yep. say that he looks like Brady a little bit. See, even I got scared there, Rob, and I just like don't
0: understand. You, you, you just you get you don't want to jinx it. No, him. I, no <laughs> I get that. You really don't. I think you know, it's, again, like, <laughs> I
1: look at again a player like Tom Brady, who came in after an injury at the end of a season and really got this great opportunity. Now, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to come in and win the Super Bowl because I've already put the money down on Tom Brady and the Bucks going for a perfect season with the Super Bowl at the end, and I truly believe that Tom – I truly believe that Tom wants to do that. So that's a different conversation, but again, like, I think – for max development to see the first seven to 10 weeks from the sidelines and then to be able to come in at the end and have an impact. I think that's a good option for the Patriots. Like I I actually think that's a good idea. Just given that Cam is on his best day, not the guy. And so you, if you can not necessarily mix and match within games, but maybe identify some games where, I don't know. We'll see, but I think it's a time for
0: it, Rob. I think it's a good time for that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and so we'll see how the season plays out for Mac Jones. And, of course, like, the optics look really good in, in some categories. And so we're all very excited to see how he's going to play out, man. But one thing I was super disappointed happened, Jake, um, and we have to talk yeah. about it, and it's brief. We have a couple news notes we really want to get to. Rest in peace, Tim Tebow. Well,
1: it's fo- it's you know, I feel like I need, here, this, I need... to clarify. Yes, yes.
0: Oh, right, I feel like I need to I need to play in the the old uh, WWF Undertaker music right now. You know, um, I'm just a little sad about it. I think he's he's a great guy. Everybody loves Tim Tebow. Yeah. You know, the 34 year old virgin. You know, and and so I I'm a, I'm, I'm a little I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little sad. But you know, he threw one of the worst blocks I've ever seen in my entire life. I played you know several years of football, watched it for my entire life. You know, it just I uh, I I don't know. You know, you you throw a peewee player out there. I think he could have at least cut the defensive tackle. Well, do you think there was Ugh.
1: ever a real intention for him to to play?
0: No. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'll take that back. I said no gutturally, but I think you know, um, you, you know. I obviously, and I I'm, I'm skipping on the the head coach name here for Jacksonville, nice. uh, Urban Meyer. I think he has a really soft spot for Tebow, considering he was, you know, there all four years with Tebow's at Florida. And he's just a good guy to have in the locker room. I mean, he's a motivator. You know, he's, he's, he works hard. He does all the things right. I mean, he played baseball. I went to, he went up to tri- all the way to AAA and didn't play baseball since he was in, like, middle school, you know? So, like, that gives you any sort of indication of his work ethic, like, amazing guy, you know? And one guy, you know, we would all love to have in our life in some way, shape, or form, if you need a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> or a Tim Tebow, in you life, like, give him a call. He's going to be on LinkedIn now looking for a job. But, you know, it's... um uh huh uh it's it's one of those things where yeah you know it's just you you, you tried it and it didn't work you know and I, I remember he was in new england and people were buying tebow jerseys for the first like few oh, weeks he was that, there for him dude, to get cut was, yeah you know it was wild was, it was like what are you what are that you that doing yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
1: no i mean right. i definitely think that this is a disappointment i mean for, for people like me who maybe weren't as tapped in and thought, oh, like, could this actually be a legitimate thing? Like, when I did, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, again, I wasn't sitting here anxious to see his first start, but then when I heard how terrible that it went and uh, that he was cut, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's sad that, uh, no, it's not sad. It's a good thing. It's what makes pro sports as it's amazing a good thing. as it is, but that you yep. can work that hard and still not be, you know, good enough for something. is It's like the anguish and uh, despair of, like, life in some ways. It's sort of epitomized in, in that sort of struggle. And so I think Tim Tebow, I'm with you. Like, I think not only is he someone that, you know, we should all look up to and hope to be our workout buddy, you know, for all these, these reasons, but also just because he's courageous enough to uh, be ready to do something that he's likely to be denied by. I mean, baseball is another thing too. I mean, so, so I, you know, I I give him a lot of credit and I have, I've always enjoyed him on TV and I hope we see him broadcasting soon. I mean, I don't, I, I, this is a guy who will not be bagging at the He will, he will find a a place (laughs) where he is happy and satiated.
0: He'll be back on ESPN. He'll be back on ESPN. No time. Um, Real quick, uh, Jamal Adams, four-year extension worth seventy-two million dollars. Signed it recently. Uh, was we were? I think we we're all thinking this was going to go out throughout the summer and possibly into the season. I'm glad the, the deal got done. I can't stand diva defensive backs as much as I can't stand diva wide receivers. I think they're. I think he's actually a fairly overrated player. You think he's more of an in the box linebacker yeah, you don't like this. who um, moonlights as a safety. You know, I th- I just think he's overrated, and I I don't think he has good coverage skills. I think he's an excellent blitzer. I think he's great, great tackler. Um, you know, uh, terrible. I, I mean, you know, Seattle's just got a tough. They have a, they've had a tough time developing defensive players in the last few years. Um, you know, as they make a lot of trades, they 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 trade the the and Kaboodle for him, barely move the needle for their team. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I I think Pete Carroll's really grabbing at straws here, and I, you know, I I don't know. I, I would have let somebody else pay him. You know, or traded him because I, 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 I think a guy that any guy that holds out the way he did, um, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to be in great conditioning at the end of the because he hasn't been with the team. Uh, I don't – I think it's kind of a distraction. And for a team like Seattle that, like, has a lot of these j- jubilant distractions from year to year, like, <laughs> why would you need another one? Just, just, you know, to, cor- just to correct you, you know? uh,
1: reading from yeah. the uh, ESPN article, Carol said Adams is razor sharp conditioning-wise – Oh. But not football wise, Rob. So listen, uh, Rob. It's more like okay, me, right? Okay, like, okay. super fit conditioning wise, <laughs> but, you know, in terms of just talking about stuff, football wise, not, not as sharp. Doing my best out here. You know what I mean? So,
0: you're, you're there. We'll, we'll, yeah, you're turning into we'll a grizzly. Let me answer your question. So, you know, Jamal <laughs> yes. Adams,
1: so again, reading from the CSPN article, he has 21.5 career sacks, and that's the most uh, a defensive back has had in their first four seasons since. Mm. You know, the stat, sack became a stat, you know, Rodney Harrison, Mm -hmm. Adrian Wilson, Rondé Barber, and then Adam Archuleta are the next ones on that list. And I guess for me, my question for you is, does that, I mean, you know, obviously stats can tell whatever story people want to use, but is that a stat that I should be like, oh, I mean, come on, come on, Rob, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) I think that just goes even, it proves my point even more that he's an in-box safety. If you look at those guys on that list, Rodney Harrison in the box safety, great, great player. I thought he actually played really good, like, zone coverage when he needed to, you know, um, especially during those 03-04 Patriots seasons. I think at the end of his career, he was a liability. And in general, I thought he was a liability sort of in the mid-90s up until the end of the 90s. Um, great analyst, Adrian Wilson in the box safety, Rondé Barber. Uh, man coverage corner. So he blitzed off the edge where he was playing with like Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, all these hall of fame players, Adam Archuleta for all you people that don't know Adam Archuleta, <laughs> you know, he played, he played, it's fine. He played safety for the St. Louis Rams in their, in their, uh, the uh, greatest show on turf years, 2000, 2001, later got a big contract. For Washington did absolutely nothing. Um, I, I just think these guys are overrated. I think the end of box safety guys are highly overrated. they, you know, you look at the good safeties of all the time that actually made an impact on a defense like Ed Reed, Devin McCourty, uh, Ronnie Lott, you know, um, Steve Atwater. And granted, those guys were sort of in the box too, but they played a lot of that uh, cover two sort of safety all all, you know, we'll shade parts of the field come up and play the flats. Um, you know, and so yeah, Jamal Adams, hey man, stats look great, right? Optics look great there. Um the film tells a little bit of a different story. Guy flies around, though. Um, just think he's overrated ask and this. definitely overpaid. Ask you this. Yeah. you Do you
1: think that, uh, because one of the things I don't think you said on the pod, but we said before we got on, was that he was toxic mm. for New York. And yeah. to, to my mind, sometimes the toxic players in a negative environment moved into a positive environment can become you know your leaders right keith Talib I think is a great example of a player like that where you know when things mm-hmm. weren't going well with the keith it was really rough but when things were going really well yeah. he was someone who, who influenced other players so the stats mm-hmm. back up the money whether you like it or not like I hear you Rob but I'm, I'm saying like do you think it's possible I'm not the one paying no, I, So, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying I guess like do you think that maybe they look at it and they say look The locker room, the energy he brings, everything else is what makes it worth it. Even though, you know, he may not be uh, necessarily the greatest safety in the world, and he's not necessarily going to, you know, blow doors like that, but we can use him creatively. He can get us, I mean, four, see what, five sacks a season? Maybe he can do better. A number of pressures, like... Uh, again it's been a long time since the yeah, legion yeah. of boom but like maybe Seattle's looking at him and saying we can use him to be creative and to cater our defense to his strengths i,
0: I don't i don't disagree with what you're saying and i'm sure there's a big element to sort of game planning in that sense and maybe there's some like intangible sort of impact and what have you here's the thing it, did you watch Seattle last season it was, i mean it was tough. they 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 gave up four hundred, they gave up 400 yards to cam I Newton. i say cam Newton
1: almost <laughs> won the NBA. You know?
0: Yeah, right, right. It would have been over, you know, call it, call it a season right there. So I'm not convinced that he makes that much big of a difference in game planning. And honestly, if you want him there for sacks, go get a pass rusher. Don't risk yourself putting somebody putting a safety in the box so you can have one guy over the top and have nobody back there to cover home run threats or people who are burners or anything like that. One guy? You're playing against Kansas City, you're gonna get killed. You know? San Francisco um Arizona guys that have big arms. They're gonna gonna throw it all over the place in your division. Even Matt Stafford in LA. So I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, listen. yeah good right. Line good. Good, down right now. good. Good player, man. Just don't think the the sort of the things that they need to do to win are gonna be you know are are, are conducive to yeah to to the game plan. You know, I we saw it last season. It was his first season in Seattle. You know, I, I'm so. All right, mm. well, let me, let me throw this out hey. to
1: you. Do you think uh, that Russell Wilson will win another Super Bowl as a Seahawks? Like, do you think that – because mm. I just look at it and I kind of look at that team and as much as I – you know, I I think it's hard I, not to, in some way, like the Seahawks. They're a fun team. Like, I like Russell Wilson. But it, I, it, it just yeah. doesn't it feels like their time is over. So I hear you on all this, but that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, are they really – I don't know. I, like how serious are they about really competing? Like obviously everyone is, I guess, but I don't know. I just don't I don't know. I,
0: I I don't think win it went in Seattle.
1: Yeah, but that's what that, but that's what I'm saying. So like you make a, <laughs> more so you, it from right so from Seattle's perspective you say like, "Okay, like we're not I mean, we were objectively terrible last year and and maybe they look at it and I mean, who knows what's going on behind those doors, dude? I mean, I'm just making stuff up right now, but Maybe they, they no, look we and they are. say like we were terrible <laughs> last year and we need to keep mm. our glue guys because stuff is falling apart. Because no one wants yeah. like enjoys not playing well, right? And especially yes. when you do have <laughs> I almost said West Russell Westbrook, but especially when you have Russell Wilson on the other side of the ball. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, like that's yeah. like I look at I look at a team with Russell Wilson, right? And I think that that team should be fighting for a Super Bowl cuz he's he I mean I mean maybe he's average maybe the stats will turn me around but I consider that guy like right up there dude a- Am I crazy like you know yeah. he's right up there so no. I don't know so for me I don't even,
0: No I don't I, I don't disagree with that I think he had a really tough stretch at the end of last season um, I mean, he, I think he started off insanely hot, probably the best any quarterback, other than like Brady and Manning and a few other guys have ever started, but he ended up, he ended very badly. Um, you know, that I think, I don't think they had a winning record in the second half of the season last year, you know, and they got bounced out of the playoffs very quickly. So, as far as I'm concerned, like, that's as close as they're going to get. That's as close as they're going to yeah. get. Which you is know, a shame. like, it's th- an that's, that's their ceiling. That's their ceiling for the next two or three. Whenever he's there, I and mean, he's not going to be there for very long. Him and Sierra, I mean, he's like a brand now. You know, he's, he's married to a beautiful uh, singer. You know, so it's like, you know, he he's looking elsewhere. Um, I don't really blame him. I mean, you're looking at he's looking at the team being like they're not going to make this anything any better in the next few years. Why not just like force myself out of here, play like the LeBron thing or, or well, the, the well, stupid on, NBA but player? But I want to get out of so, here. So sort let of thing. me
1: hit you. So you I'm know? on to something here yeah. because he did that right. And this is what I'm saying. Yep. Jamal Adams gets signed today, and the next thing you see is Russell Wilson, best in the world, congrats, bro, deserving 33. God is, you know, God is faithful, you know, whatever. So, like, great. I look He's at great. it, and I'm like, okay, maybe that's a Russell Wilson thing. I mean, if you're right, if you're Seattle, I think, I mean, because you're not going to be able to tank and, and get someone in the lottery, right? Like, that's not going to happen. So or is the lottery just an NBA thing? Anyway, you're not going to get a top, you know, 10 pick probably, you know, I, I get, so like I think Russell Wilson is your best object or your best your best um, yeah. you know, your best chance to, to go for. So yeah. for me, maybe that's what this is, Rob. Maybe this is a, a Russell Wilson <laughs> signing Jamal Adams. Hmm. Maybe that's maybe there's that that might be what is uh, tipping the scales in his favor if it's not his play.
0: We'll see. That's all we can do. <laughs> all we can do is watch, right? <laughs> so um Jake, it's your segment time, oh, man. Geez. You are, are and so it for a lot of you don't know don't know, Jake is a uh I don't have an acronym for this, but let's just call it a degenerate
1: So He's good doing now, great. But uh,
0: no, I will and, say and listen, listen, he, he's not he's not risking any mafia hits he has nobody at the end of his bed you know there's no there's, no, there's nothing like that he's actually very good at it and he'll, he we're hoping he's going to w- make you some money this year and so expect him to be sort of interplayed in the podcast here and there and, and in terms of segments moving forward so Jake um apparently there's a big push on the uh the gambling front for preseason football no surprise yeah. so <laughs> tell me tell me about this so what are we looking at for uh for over-unders and the and all that sort of stuff how can we win yeah, some I'll money be
1: honest. so i'm not necessarily the biggest uh better on preseason football but apparently it is something that a lot of people do like to look at and Sometimes you can get some really interesting lines, some really interesting over unders and spreads. Now I'll be honest, I'm a soccer guy. So, you know, right now my attention's on the premier league. And so I haven't been, been looking too much, uh, at the, the NFL, but I, I did pop up some lines and I, and I did take a look, pop up some lines, by the way, people means looking at games, not, um, the other thing that that could mean. And, uh, you know, the first one that's actually up, which is at 1 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, August 21st, is the Bills in Chicago. And it's funny because we were talking about Fields earlier, and this one stuck out to me because uh, the Bills are actually at uh, plus 175, Rob. So, you know, I, uh, that, I, I don't know. I look at the Bills, and I'm like, hey, so— you know I, I find that one kind of interesting obviously fields is gonna play I mean the thing with the preseason game and I guess also with well, this is something we talked about talking about maybe that's all that we did was just talked about talking about things this whole time but like
0: that's the podcast well, but here's
1: the thing is like how are <laughs> these, these teams gonna treat it and I just wonder for Chicago you know I, I look at it and I say okay so so fields comes out in the first half right lights it up two touchdowns great Bencham. Happy with his play after the first half. They're up fourteen nil at half. They put in their whatever, and then all of a sudden the Buffalo running backs or whatever break out and squeak in. You know what I, So I don't know. I just look at it and I'm like, plus one seventy five. I don't know. That's that 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 is something I, I'm I'm interested in. But let me throw you this, Rob. Thirty eight hmm. points over under. What do you, what do you think about thirty eight points?
0: Sounds sounds about right for a preseason game
1: what would you go for it? <laughs>
0: They're they're typically yeah. typically low scoring contests so I assume right most of the over unders for the for a lot of these are between like 30 and 40 you know if I had to guess yeah, No
1: exactly and
0: so like if you and so not being a betting person myself however if you've listened to a couple fancy guys <laughs> throw it um you know we we were we tried we really did and and I interpret some of this stuff and and so I would say that if you're betting an over under Situation, you're taking the over on any of these scores, uh, you might want to think about that one for a second. And if you're going under, um, that seems more appropriate, or or just makes more sense to me. And then obviously, if you're betting even, uh, if that's possible, or you're taking parlays, and you're just being a degenerate, and you end up mm-hmm. uh, being chased by Italian mobsters or Russians or something like that, then you, you know you're, you're you're betting on who's going to wear red shoes or something. Then I, I would hope that uh, you listen to this podcast, we're going to have a lot of information on that sort of I stuff. I mean,
1: it's, it's so, interesting. Um, like, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but like, you look at the the Bills yes. and the mm-hmm. Bears, right, and the over-under 38, and you think, okay, let's say there's four touchdowns in the game, which for a preseason game, to me, four touchdowns seems like, that seems like a lot to me. So that's 28 points right there. So there's going to be four touchdowns and four field goals? What? That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right to me at all. Mm-hmm. It's good, definitely going to be less than that. And honestly on all of these over-unders, it's pretty much even money for either. So yeah, man, I mean, if I was, if I was feeling myself and maybe this is what I'll do after, after we get off when I'm I, that, that's, this is the thing you can't do, Rob. You can't have it on the phone when you're when you like are going to sleep at night. It's like the thing you're going to do before bed. Don't don't ever do that. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it's the type of thing where I look at this and I think like, ah, uh, you know what? I agree with you, Rob. I think a lot of these games are going to go under, and there's some pretty pretty tantalizing ones. So anyway, so
0: it's so because we only have so much time left. Tell me which games is worth betting on. And like what you would do, and all oh, the whole scenario. All right. And whatnot. Here's what I'm
1: gonna. Here's what I'm gonna say. So right now I'm looking, and you have some games that are as low as 31. Like so, I'm only betting overs and unders because I think results are really dangerous to bet, in my opinion, for the preseason. I'm I'm going with you, Rob. I'm going for any game where the under is 35 or higher. I'm taking the under in that. So. I mean, there's a bunch for that, so I'll give it to – I'll rattle them off. Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, that's one. That's at 38. Atlanta, Miami's at 36. Uh, Baltimore, Carolina at 35.5. Detroit and Pittsburgh is 36.5. Uh, Tennessee and Tampa is 35. Uh, Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys is 36.5. I don't think so. Indianapolis Colts and Vikings is 37.5. Denver and Seattle is thirty seven point five, and then I mean the list goes on. All the, the rest of these games are all. Uh, how about this? Jacksonville and New Orleans. The Monday night game is at forty. Over under forty? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You tell me.
0: <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, you know, and so that's it. Goes back to our original conversation we sort of alluded to. Like, what are they going to do in week two, three of these preseason games? I assume this is sort of a dress rehearsal for a lot of teams. And week three is kind of like, eh, you know, we're going to be able to practice for two weeks. We already know the team we're going to have. We figured our roster, you know, we'll just do these scrimmages 11 on 11s up until the the week, week one of the season. So I could see him playing like a, a whole half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I am hitting, hitting the under, it, Rob, I am okay. putting, like I, like I told you. <laughs>
0: so much for me saying no, anything. Listen, no. I'm sorry,
1: I'm, I'm just, st- I'm just sitting here just looking at the lines and just drooling. Because now I'm really looking at it and I'm feeling myself a little bit. And I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the games from last week, dude. Not a single game hit 40. Like, are you kidding me? Put all your money in on Jacksonville and uh, the Saints to go below 40. No chance, my dude. Mm. No chance, my dude. But um, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's what I like. I like the unders. I like what you're talking about, unders. I think we're seeing that tonight with Kansas City and Arizona, which both games are at 27 right now, waiting down in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. I like the unders, Rob. I will rest my case on that one.
0: Okay, uh, I, th- I think that's a good call. Um, is there any sort of tips or anything you have to sort of share with the, the listeners in terms of what things they should look forward to in, when, this, when the season gets going, you know, in terms of betting or making money or anything yeah, like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the way that I like to approach it is I like to... Um, uh, well, I mean, so specials are always fun. So, like, if you... I mean, my my big piece of advice is if you think you know a team or something like that you know follow the trends and follow the patterns and like really take a deeper look like don't don't just sort of think you know because that's one thing that I will say is that as I've over the years honed this skill it's research it's looking at research it's trying to get a feel for where the team's at what they're bringing into each game and personally I don't like to bet a single result necessarily, or a bet big on a single result, I would prefer to bet, um, you know, a modest bet for, you know, a couple of results that I think are going to go a certain way, not even in a parlay, Rob, but then also I might mix and match some two and three leg parlays. Like one of the things that I would just say to people, I went down a dark road when I first started gambling, Rob, you know how many, seven-game seven, seven game soccer parlays I had that I was looking at the amount coming back and just, like, so excited. And that never went well. I actually, like, made spreadsheets and, and, and looked at my bets and really thought a lot about, like, how I was betting and what bets were winning and maybe why they were winning and how I was organizing them. And I've really found that more than a four-way parlay is just not really responsible. But finding, to, you know, take take those seven legs that you like and split them into groups of two and three. And what I like to do is I like to find like eight things that I like and then rank those things from one to 10 of like, you know, what's most likely to happen to what's least likely to happen. And then I'll mix and match Mm -hmm. from there. And typically it works out pretty well for me. Um, Obviously if I hit on five of those things and depending on the odds, you know, I might get a decent uh, return back. And obviously if I hit on two of those things, I probably have covered what I lost on the other five. So, you know, it's, it's, again, Mm. and and it's, you know, we, we have a friend and he says, you know, don't apologize for having fun. Obviously be careful. Don't do it at other people's expense. And that sort of part of it. But like, for me, I really enjoy, uh, yeah, looking at it and trying to predict the future. Like who doesn't love to predict the future and try to figure out what's going to happen next. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it.
0: Very good. Very good. Um, we're coming to the tail end here. Jake, uh, is there anything you want to plug?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So, you know, we <laughs> uh, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called Top of the Table. It's on Spotify. We're getting on Apple Podcasts. We're not quite there yet. A little bit of technical blip there. But it's a podcast all about the Premier League. And I know you're a football fan out there. But listen soccer is better than you think like there are people out there right who are going to talk about football and say oh well they what they stop every play and you know like this and that and this is the thing Rob okay I feel like we're always digging like putting digs on you know negative digs on the things that we don't like right like you know comparing them back and forth this and that like that sort of thing but, like, if we could just be, like, objective sports viewers, like, that's really – and part of that, honestly, that probably this goes back to gambling. Like, part of it, that's why I like gambling because, like, just competition, right? It's just great. And not – like, listen, soccer is a huge world thing. We know that. But let me tell you, people, English Premier League soccer, like, if you take the different leagues in the world and you give them, like, well, this league has the best this and this league has the best that with the EPL – I think you have the best parody of competition with the teams. It is so entertaining. You can jump onto really any premier premier league game dude and be extremely satisfied with the product. And I mean, I just can't plug it enough. It's a lot of fun. And our podcast talks a lot about just what happens. We talk about all the teams, all 20 of the teams. And uh, again, it's, The NBC package is really great this year. It's never been easier to watch the Premier League in America. Honestly, you could pick any team. West Ham would be a great team to cheer for. Leeds, Brentford this year just got promoted from the championship. In soccer, they have relegation. So you have these smaller market teams that now come and compete with the big boys. It's really amazing in terms of how it transforms, potentially, the club because they're going to make like $100 million more because of the TV sharing. So it's just like there's so much going on to it, and I just, I can't say it enough, like, football's great, love football, love it, it's very interesting, there's so much that goes into it, and if you gave soccer a chance, I think you find that there's a lot of parallels, and there's a lot, there's just a lot to be gained from it, and, again, I'm a guy who loves sports, so... Top of the table, on Spotify, if you want more rambles like that about the EPL, and trust me, I got a lot of them, and my two co-hosts, Aaron and Isaac, are also amazing, and former players, not in the EPL, but they're legitimate players, I'm just a legitimate talker, but anyway, dude, it's great, I appreciate you giving me the chance to ramble about it, because, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, so I hope people will tune in.
0: Very good, very good. Um, yeah, and, you know, I highly encourage you to so we're joining our family of shows here on the uh, Landry Network I mean, listen, <laughs> of a sports shows. So out. absolutely,
1: let's get you
0: on uh, uh, for <laughs> sure. You know, we need we need more people, need more entertainment, need more plugs, and uh, our egos are starting to grow. And we need more people to show that they're huge. So, um, anywho, so um, yeah, that's it's been a great show. Uh, we couldn't get to everything we wanted to get to defense, special teams. It's okay. An hour is long enough. We have talked about it so much. I think you'll love love the all the content we've gone on here. Um, so with that being said, um, where can I find you, Jake? Where, who are you and where oh, are you?
1: you know, here's the thing. I actually deleted all my social media from my phone at the beginning of the summer. So like you, you <laughs> can't find me. I mean, you can, find me, oh. you can find me on Instagram at, uh, I think it's like dr dr underscore Robert, uh, underscore. But again, you can, Hey, find me on there. And if I ever come back, I, we'll, we'll have a great talk. But, um, yeah, you really
0: can't. You may also find him being chased down the street by the right. Russian mafia after his eight-way parlay yeah, went, exactly went south. Yeah. <laughs> he owes them thousands of dollars. So. Him, how about this? Find uh, me on Facebook. Any, him on
1: Facebook.
0: Uh, Do that. Okay. <laughs> very very good, very good. He's uh, is Jake Landry, L-A-D-R-Y is his last name. And we'll, we'll throw him here on the podcast as a mini-segment here and there. He'll make some cameos, and we're just excited to have him because it's been a re- really good insight today. Um, so as you guys all know, I'm at Bobby law on Instagram, uh, at Twitter on Twitter, uh, at, uh, boy, oh boy. Why can't I remember? Oh, it doesn't matter. Rob, my, Rob, my Robbie. I believe that's what it is. And of course we're at fo- football and general Podcast on Instagram at football and general Podcast on Twitter. And you know, you can go in there and follow us and uh, hit us up and everything else. Um, that's all we got. Jakey, anything else we sign no, for me? No, I just thank you and
1: thank you to the fans and, uh, excited to have Trevor back okay. next week. Thanks.
0: Woo! Okay, It's was great. Woo. He's he's the grizzly, <laughs> and I'm just the bear. So, <laughs> and uh, we're out.
1: No, do it like don't even do it now.